Welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject exposing the kingdom of darkness. This is part four of the series. So let's summarize what we've covered in this part of the teaching and study of the ancient Babylonian religious system introduced initially by Nimrod and which was later ultimately transferred to the Roman Empire. Number one, Nimrod was from the land of Shinar. These people were known as the Sumerians. The Sumerians became the Babylonians. Number two, Nimrod built the Tower of Babel. Nimrod means to rebel. Babylon means to mix. Number three, the Babylonians worshipped many gods. Among the gods were the sun god, Ishtar, the goddess of love, and the chief god was Marduk, which is another name for Baal. Number four, there was a temple to the chief god. Priests were religious leaders and there were sacred festivals. Ziggurats were altars to ascend to the temple of the city god. Number five, in the Babylonian mystery religions, which in essence is the worship of Baal, the high priest was considered a representative of God. He was also considered a king priest. Number six, after Babylon fell in the days of King Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonian priests and worship system moved to Alexandria, Egypt, and also to Pergamos in present-day Turkey. Yeshua called Pergamos the seat of Satan. In other words, this historical Babylonian religious system is the seat of, or the worship of, Satan, as represented in Baal worship. Number seven. Initially, Pergamos was part of the Greek Empire. The chief god worshipped in Pergamos was Zeus. When the Romans defeated the Greeks, the chief god became Jupiter. Number eight. Eventually, among the Roman Empire, the function of king-priest became split into king, who was called Caesar, and religious priests. The head priest was called the Pope. The Pope became the interpreter of the Roman mystery religion, which eventually became Roman Christianity. So now, in the next section of this teaching, we're going to look at the characteristics and the attributes of Baal and Ishtar worship. In addition, we're going to examine what the Bible refers to as pagan pillars. This will include the obelisk and the sun wheel. And the God of Israel commanded that these pagan pillars be destroyed and not worshipped. Yeshua will judge these things at his second coming when he sets up his messianic kingdom. So Babylon worshipped Baal and Ishtar. 
The two principal deities of ancient Babylon were Baal and Ishtar. Baal was the god of war and the elements, and Ishtar was the goddess of fertility, both human and agricultural. Depending upon the culture, Baal was given different names. He was called Bel, Balat, Molech, Merodach, Mars, and Jupiter, and he was frequently represented as a bull. The two main elements in the worship of Baal were fire and human sacrifice, which was most commonly in the form of children. So now let's see how Baal worship involved human sacrifice. In Jeremiah chapter 19 verse 5 it is written, they have built also the high places of Baal, to burn their sons with fire for burnt offerings unto Baal, which I commanded not, nor spoke it, neither came it into my mind. Then in Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 35 it is written, And they built the high places of Baal, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire unto Molech. So just like Baal had different names among the different cultures, so did Ishtar. Ishtar was called Aphrodite, Ashtardi, Ashtoreth, Cybele, or Sibyl, Diana, Europa, Isis, Semiramis, and Venus. Ishtar was worshipped via offerings of produce and money, as well as through fornication with temple prostitutes. So Baal and Ishtar was associated with the gods of war, nature and weather, love and sexuality, as well as those things related to fertility and agriculture. The children of Israel worship Baal and Ishtar. We can see this from Judges chapter 2 verses 11 and 13 as it is written. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and they served Baalim. And they forsook the Lord, and they served Baal and Ashtoreth. Among the primary sins committed by Solomon was the worship of Baal and Ishtar. In 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 1, verse 5, and verse 7, it is written, But King Solomon loved many strange women, women of the Ammonites and the Zidonians. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zidonians. Then did Solomon build a high place for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. And Asherah is associated with Baal worship. In Judges chapter 6, verse 30, it is written, Then the men of the city said unto Joash, Bring out your son that he may die, because he has cast down the altar of Baal, and because he has cut down the grove that was by it. We can see that an Asherah, or sometimes translated in the King James as a grove, is associated with Baal worship in 1 Kings chapter 16, verses 32 and 33 as it is written. And he reared up an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he had built in Samaria. And Ahab made a grove. So an Asherah was a phallic symbol. Baal and Ishtar worship incorporated illegal sexual acts. And Asherah was nothing but a phallic symbol. In the book, The Secret of Crete, the author explains how Babylonian religion involved the worship of Ishtar where he explains that before marriage, every woman in Babylon was required to go to the temple of Ishtar and lie with a stranger. Ishtar worship was associated with the land of Canaan. Ashtardi was connected with fertility and sexuality, and major centers of Ashtardi's worship were Sidon, Tyre, and Byblos. 
Ashtoreth was the principal goddess of the Zidonians or the Phoenicians. In the book, The Phoenicians by Gerhard Herm, he wrote that women in the Canaanite cities of Tyre, Sidon, and Byblos were required to become prostitutes for a day and give themselves to foreign guests during the spring festival. This festival survives today in the name of Easter, which is the anglicized version of the name Ishtar or Ashtoreth. So given that the worship of Ishtar involved illicit sexual acts, the Bible forbids a number of sexual acts, including adultery. In Exodus chapter 20 verse 14, it is written, You shall not commit adultery. Then in Leviticus chapter 18 verse 20, it is written, Moreover, you shall not lie carnally with your neighbor's wife to defile yourself with her. Then in Proverbs chapter 6 verse 32, But whosoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He that does it destroys his own soul. So biblical forbidden sexual acts includes fornication and whoredom. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 29 it is written, Do not prostitute your daughter to cause her to be a whore, lest the land fall to whoredom and the land become full of wickedness. Deuteronomy chapter 27 verses 22 and 23 it is written, Cursed be he that lies with his sister, the daughter of his father, or the daughter of his mother. And cursed be he that lies with his mother-in-law. Paul explains in Galatians chapter 5 verse 19 that adultery and fornication are works of the flesh. He explains, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication. We can further see how forbidden biblical sexual acts include fornication and whoredom from Ezekiel chapter 16 verse 26 and verses 28 and 29 as it is written. For you have committed fornication with the Egyptians, and you've played the whore with the Assyrians. You have moreover multiplied your fornication in the land of Canaan. And then in Ezekiel chapter 23 verse 17, it is written, And the Babylonians came to her into the bed of love, and they defiled her with their whoredom. Ephraim, the collective name for the northern kingdom of Israel, was sexually immoral. We can see this from Hosea chapter 1 verse 2 as it is written. The beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea. And then he says, For the land has committed great whoredom departing from the Lord. Then in Hosea chapter 4 verse 13, Therefore your daughter shall commit whoredom and your spouses shall commit adultery. We are to flee fornication. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 13 and verse 18 it is written, Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. Flee fornication, and he that commits fornication sins against his own body. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3 it is written, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. So among the biblical forbidden sexual acts is homosexuality. Leviticus chapter 18 verse 22 it is written, You shall not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. Deuteronomy chapter 23 verse 17 it is written, There shall be no whore of the daughters of Israel, nor a sodomite of the sons of Israel. We can further see this in 1 Kings chapter 14 verse 24 as it is written. And there were also sodomites in the land, and they did according to all the abominations of the nations which the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. Some of the kings of the southern kingdom, or the house of Judah, removed sodomy from the land. In 1 Kings chapter 15 verse 12 it is written, And he took away the sodomites out of the land. 
In 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 46, it is written, And the remnant of the Sodomites, which remained in the days of his father Asa, he took out of the land. And then in 2 Kings chapter 23, verse 7, it is written, And he brake down the houses of the Sodomites that were by the house of the Lord, where the women wove hangings for the grove. Forbidden biblical sexual acts includes bestiality. Leviticus chapter 18 verse 23 it is written, Neither shall you lie with any beast to defile yourselves therewith. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down thereto. It is confusion. Deuteronomy chapter 27 verse 21 it is written, Cursed be he that lies with any manner of beast, and all the people shall say, Amen. So, Baal and Ishtar worship go together. In Numbers chapter 25, verses 1 through 3, it is written, And Israel began to commit whoredom with the daughters of Moab. And they called the people unto the sacrifices of their gods. And the people did eat and bowed down to their gods. And Israel joined himself unto Baal Peor. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. So now let's see how the God of Israel commanded his people that they were not to worship pagan altars. So in Exodus chapter 23, verses 23 and 24, it says when you go into the promised land, the land of Canaan, and you encounter different people who are living there, that you shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but you shall utterly overthrow them and break down their images. So the word images is the Strong's number 4676 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. And it's the Hebrew word matzeba. And matzeba means a pillar or a monument that was used for idolatrous worship. And then the God of Israel gave instruction in Exodus chapter 34 verses 12 and 13 that when you go into the land, don't make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, but instead you shall destroy their altars and break their images. And once again, the Hebrew word for images is the Hebrew word matzeba. And we're going to see that this Hebrew word is a reference to the standing pillars that are also called obelisks. In Leviticus chapter 26 verse 1 it is written, You shall make you no idol or graven image, neither rear you up a standing image. Matzeba. Neither shall you set up any image of stone in your land to bow down unto it, for I am the Lord your God. So what is an obelisk? An obelisk is a four-sided pillar facing the four corners of the earth. At its peak, it is a pyramid. The obelisk is a cultic. It represents the sun god Baal. It also represents life through sex. It is a phallic symbol, meaning a reference to the male organ. In addition, Molech also represented the male principle of life and reproduction. The obelisk represents a combination of religious and spiritual powers worldwide. To the Jesuits, Masons, and the Illuminati, it is a symbol that represents one world government. The Washington Monument is an obelisk, and it is situated near the west end of the National Mall in Washington, D.C. It was built to commemorate the first U.S. President, General George Washington, and it is the world's tallest obelisk standing, 555 feet and five and a quarter inches. In the book, Masonry Beyond the Light by Schneblin, he explains that the Washington Monument is designed to repeatedly express the number five. In the monument, or the obelisk, was initially dedicated with elaborate Masonic ceremonies. On July 4, 1848, the cornerstone of the Washington Monument was laid with elaborate Masonic ceremonies, says a U.S. government pamphlet. Regarding the Washington Monument, 
that was printed by the U.S. Department of the Interior National Park Service. So another kind of pillar that is condemned in the Bible is a sun pillar or a sun wheel. In Leviticus chapter 26 verse 30 it is written, And I will destroy your high places and cut down your images. This word that's translated images is the Strong's number 2553. It's the Hebrew word Haman and it means a sun pillar or a sun wheel that's used in idolatrous worship. We can see in the scripture that Baal worship involved sun worship. In 2 Kings chapter 22, verse 3 and verse 5, it is written, And it came to pass in the eighteenth year of King Josiah, that he put down the idolatrous priests, them also which burned incense to Baal, and burned incense to the sun, and to all the hosts of heaven. So the Vatican and Rome, Italy, is physically laid out with a sun wheel and an obelisk. So the sun wheel and the obelisk is associated with Baal worship and sun worship. So when the Roman Empire adopted Christianity as its state religion by Constantine in 325 AD, through what became the Roman Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic Church mixed the Roman Empire culture of sun worship with the faith of Christianity. Baal worship involved sacrifices and burnt offerings. We can see this from 2 Kings chapter 10, verses 20 to 22, as well as verse 24 and 28, as it is written. And Jehu said, Proclaim a solemn assembly for Baal, and they proclaimed it. And Jehu sent through all Israel and all the worshippers of Baal. And he said unto him that was over the vestry, Bring forth vestments for all the worshippers of Baal. And when they went in to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings, thus Jehu destroyed Baal out of Israel. The God of Israel commanded his people to destroy the Asherah tree or pole or idol. So in Exodus chapter 34 verse 13, it is written, You shall destroy their altars, break down their images, and cut down their groves. The word groves in the King James translation is the Strong's number 842. It's the Hebrew word Asherah. And Asherah is given as a sacred tree or pole that is set up near an altar. So an example of an Asherah would be a Christmas tree that is set up near the altar of the church. Furthermore, Israel is to destroy the sun pillars. In 2 Chronicles chapter 34, verse 1 and verse 4, it is written, And Josiah brake down the altars of Baalim in his presence. In the images, in Hebrew this is the word Haman, a reference to sun pillars, that were on high above them. He cut down in the groves or in Hebrew, Asherah. In the carved images, in the molten images, he broke in pieces and made dust of them. So we can see that Israel is not to worship in the high places of the pagans. In Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 2, it is written, You shall utterly destroy all the places wherein the nations which you shall possess serve their gods, upon the high mountains, upon the hills, and under every green tree. So Israel is to destroy the standing pillars, or the obelisks, and the Asherah trees. We can see this from Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 3, as it is written. And you shall overthrow their altars and break their pillars. These are the stone of the standing pillars, or the obelisks, and burn their groves. In Hebrew, this is an Asherah, with fire. And you shall hew down the graven images of their gods, and destroy the names of them out of that place. 
So the God of Israel commanded his people to not have an Asherah tree near his altar. Deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 21 and verse 22 it is written, You shall not plant you a grove, an Asherah, of any trees near the altar of the Lord your God which you shall make. Neither shall you set up any image, a standing stone pillar, which the Lord your God hates. So this picture is an example of trees planted near the altar of a ziggurat. So this was associated with pagan worship in the Babylonian worship system under Baal and Ishtar. Judah worshipped Baal and Ishtar in the high places. We can see this from 1 Kings chapter 14 verses 22 and 23 as it is written. And Judah did evil in the sight of the Lord, and they provoked him to jealousy with their sins, which they had committed above all that their fathers had done. For they had built them high places, and images or standing pillars, in groves, or in Asherah, on every high hill and under every green tree. So it was not just Judah or the southern kingdom, but the northern kingdom under King Jeroboam, who set up a golden calf system of worship, also worshipped Baal and Ishtar in this way. We can see this from 1 Kings chapter 12, verses 28 and 29, as it is written. Whereupon the king took counsel, and he made two calves of gold, and said unto them, It's too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold your gods, O Israel, which brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And he set the one in Bethel, and the other he put in Dan. And Dan is located in the north of Israel. Furthermore, we can see how the northern kingdom worshipped Baal and Ishtar in the high places from 2 Kings chapter 17 verses 9 to 12 as it is written. And the children of Israel built them high places in all their cities, and they set them up images, standing pillars, and groves, and Asherah, in every high hill and under every green tree. And there they burnt incense in all the high places, and they served idols. So, in the northern kingdom, worshipping Baal and Ishtar in the high places, they rejected following the Torah of the God of Israel. As an element of Baal worship was mixing the worship of the God of Israel with the idolatrous practices of the nations. So, this mixed worship can also be seen as the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In 2 Kings chapter 17, verses 15 and 16, it is written, And they rejected his statutes and his covenant that he made with their fathers. And they left all the commandments of the Lord their God, and made them molten images, even two calves, and made a grove, and served Baal. Baal worship involved kissing the image of the calf, meaning expressing worship unto it. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 18, it is written, Yet I have left me seven thousand in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which has not kissed him. Hosea chapter 13, verse 2, it is written, And now they sin more and more, and have made idols. And they say unto them, Let the men that sacrifice kiss the calves. So the worship of Baal and Ishtar is not only regarded as idolatry, but harlotry unto the God of Israel as well. In Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 20 it is written, And you said, I will not transgress, when upon every high hill and under every green tree you wandered playing the harlot. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 6 it is written, The Lord said also unto me in the days of Josiah the king, Have you seen that which backsliding Israel has done? She has gone up upon every high mountain and under every green tree, and there has played the harlot. So once again, we can see how Baal worship involves setting up sacred trees, and it was also done in the temple of Yahweh. Second Kings chapter 23 verse 4, it is written, And the king commanded Hilkiah, 
the high priest and the priests of the second order and the keepers of the door to bring forth out of the temple of the Lord all the vessels that were made for Baal and for the grove or the Asherah. So how this practice is being duplicated today is through the setting up of a Christmas tree which is often placed beside the altar in a church. As one of the definitions of a grove or an Asherah is a sacred tree or pole set up near an altar. Bringing pagan worship symbols into the house of Yeshua. Well, that's going to conclude part four of the series on the subject, Exposing the Kingdom of Darkness. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.